And welcome to the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast, a podcast that talks about the mythology, monsters, spooky mumbo-jumbo of the creatures that show up on the television series Supernatural on the CW. And I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am Kat. And this episode is entitled Home, and it deals with Poltergeist, which is why we play the clip from the classic 1980s Steven Spielberg produced toby hooper directed movie poltergeist of the same name yes which if you've never seen shame on you because that movie's awesome the sequels were also pretty good too poltergeist 2 introduced that creepy old man who was after the little girl and then poltergeist 3 continued the story and then they remade poltergeist like a couple years ago when mad mac came out and nobody cared starring stan rockall that movie was stupid uh, the original poltergeist is absolutely awesome and you should totally go check it out when you get a chance um and uh, have you have you ever seen Poltergeist? Yeah, I don't think I've seen the whole thing, like all the way through, but I've seen most of it. For shame, Katrina. I'm sorry. For I... shame. I'm sorry. I think it's on Netflix. Ooh. Yes. I should have watched that You have tonight. homework to do between now and then. That's true. Yes. So Kat will watch Poltergeist and give us an entire, like, 30-page review I will watch it in May when I am done with school. Yes, definitely. <laughs> totally should watch Poltergeist. If you haven't ever seen Poltergeist, the special effects in it are unbelievably cool. Kat has the synopsis, uh, the episode synopsis for us for the episode yes. Home. Episode 9... 10? It is episode... Not, nine. Nine. Okay. Episode 9 of the Supernatural Season 1. Following visionary Sam's recent nightmare about the former Winchester home in Lawrence, Kansas, where the present dwellers, Jenny from Wichita and mother to two small kids, are suspiciously accident-prone, Dean reluctantly accepts to drive there. Dean and Sam reassure Jenny to follow up on the kids' fear of a flaming creature in their closet. They consult Missouri Mosley, their father John's old medium friend, and together with the spirit of Mary Winchester confront an evil poltergeist, but a second ghost intervenes and someone hides behind Missouri. Now, Missouri in the episode is played by... Loretta Devine who, if you look at her IMDb, has been in a number of TV series um, and is a, a well-known character actor for a very long time in television. Um, I was first introduced to her in a TV series called um, Boston Public, which was about, like, Boston Public school system. <clears throat> really great actor. Always love seeing her in um, various roles that she's in. In John Winchester's journal, written by uh, Alex Irvine, 
which is basically kind of like a prequel to season one. You read this entire book, it acts as an entire prequel leading up to the very first episode. Um, the very first entry, uh, Dean and Sam point out, are in the journal about Missouri. And it says, um, November 16th, 1983, I went to Missouri and learned the truth. And from her, I met Fletcher Gable, who gave me this book and said, write everything down. That's what Fletcher told me. Like this, new life is a school, and I'll flunk out if I don't have good notes. Only if I don't, if I flunk out of this school, I'll be dead, and the boys will be orphans. So I'm going to go back to where this started. Two weeks ago, my wife was murdered. I watched her die, pinning to the ceiling of Sammy's room, blood dripping onto his cradle until she burst into flames, looking at me, and she died. The week before that, we were a normal family, eating dinner, going to Dean's t-ball game, buying toys for baby Sammy. But in an instant, it all changed. When I try to think back, get it straight in my head, I feel like I'm going crazy. Like someone ripped both my arms off, plucked my eyes out, I'm wandering around alone and lost, and I can't do anything. Uh, it goes on for a few pages, this journal entry, about uh, what happened to Mary. But it basically all takes place in this house. This is the house that Sam and Dean grew up in. Yes. This is the house that Mary died. Mm -hmm. This is the house that John's obsession uh, started for the yellow-eyed demon, which continues for 12 years later on the show. Yes. Which I'm, by the way, very surprised about Sam and Dean have never gone back to the, the house. Yeah. You know, even though they... You know, with what we know of what's happening currently on the show and what they know about their mom and dad, especially their mom uh, later on, mm -hmm. the Campbell family. I'm surprised, again, they never went back to the show just to check up on the woman who lived there and her kids and stuff like that. You know, yeah. just as a kind of return. Maybe they just didn't have it in the, not needed in the plot line. But it would yeah. be nice just to see that happen uh, mm -hmm. one day, especially again with what's happening currently in season 12 so not yeah. to give anything away but the episode will be focused on uh not poltergeist the movie but poltergeist in general and what do, what are poltergeists cat so we have a hunter's guide here which who is how, who did we get this from the name of the person who wrote this unfortunately escapes me right now um i do not have the name anymore and i picked it up off of a supernatural group Okay. Um, on Facebook and post has been lost in the just like endless post from like weeks ago so mm -hmm. um. well according to the supernatural hunter's guide poltergeists are mischievous little guys they play tricks on the living tricks include moving stuff around making irritating noises and just generally pissing off the people who live in the place they haunt I have the Wikipedia um, definition of a poltergeist as well which is a type of ghost or other supernatural entity which is responsible for physical disturbances such as loud noise and objects being moved or destroyed so a poltergeist is much different from other types of ghosts actually the root of the word poltergeist comes from German which means noisy ghost mm -hmm. the knock around or rattle yeah um, the term was first uh, created in uh, 18, uh, 1840 to 1850 according to the uh, uh, Webster's Dictionary yes um uh, a spirit believed to manifest its presence by rapping and other noises. Rapping, not like uh, rapping like LL Cool J or uh, or you know yeah. uh, Biggie Small or you know Tupac would rap or whatever, but different kind of rapping, like rapping at my chamber's door, mm -hmm. like in the um, uh, the poem by Edgar Allan Poe or. Um, the poltergeist would move stuff around on like Ebenezer Scrooge in the Christmas Carol. Yeah, just basically causing trouble. They're usually known to be troublemakers in um, 
in sometimes violent and uh, scary ways, um, and they're always known to move stuff around, whereas ghosts would just kind of walk through the hallways, whatever, yeah. and just be a presence there. But poltergeists are ones who obviously, always to, you know, just, like, move stuff around and make noises, you know, and yep. stuff. And, oh, and there's cause... Heather. That, that... <laughs> Her spirit is here trying to escape Bloody Mary. Heather, you're a poltergeist now. She went from being a demon to a poltergeist. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so we, <coughs> I myself have never experienced a ghost and I don't believe in ghosts, by the way, for anyone listening to this podcasts, I don't believe in what I've never seen before. Now someone's mm-hmm. like, have you ever seen a Tasmanian devil? How do you know they don't exist? Cause I've watched animal planet. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever experienced a poltergeist? No, I have not. No. Would you no. ever want to? No. You sure? I'm I'm very sure. I, I I are you absolutely positive you wouldn't want like you know, like just some type of otherworldly experience to happen to you? Yeah. I'm not talking like Dana from Ghostbusters where the hands come ripping up out of the chair and grab her and then pull her into the <laughs> the terror dog. <laughs> not like that, but uh, something a little bit more low key, like like Casper. <laughs> I'd rather just not wake up in the middle of the night with my desk floating. You don't want to be floating. No. No. Okay. Not right now. Uh, would you say, like, uh, the paranormal activities movies are, like, a poltergeist, even though it's, like, a demon, the demon Toby, eventually? But yeah. is it kind of a poltergeist? Sort because of. Because they're moving I... stuff around, especially, like, all the pots and pans in, like, the second one? Yeah, definitely. It's a lot like what the definition of poltergeist describes. Mm. Now, this is where we would definitely, we, we should we should absolutely have, like, a ghost expert on the show on a yes. weekly basis because <laughs> this is like the topic that they would like thrive in talking about. Um, I am not a ghost expert and neither is cat. So we are not like super big experts about like ghosts and goblins and poltergeists and stuff. And a lot of the stuff we know of rereading books and online. Um, but uh, a lot of times those ghost hunters, they debunk um, poltergeist stuff kind of like uh, the Warrens do. The, you know, from The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren and Ed Warren. Yeah. Their whole purpose was to learn about poltergeists and then, uh, you know, what what to do about it. Now, in the episode, how do Sam and Dean get rid of a poltergeist? I believe they use some sort of... What did they use? They use um, different types of herbs mm-hmm. and roots. It was like... They have the medium with them. Okay, here. I found it. It's a mixture of angelic root, Van Van oil, and crossroad dirt. Like from a crossroads demon? Yes. And they have to put it... it, um, You use it to destroy the poltergeist by putting it on all floors of the house with um, one of these bags of the material in the wall of the north, south, east, and west corners of the building, and they have to put it inside the wall. So that's what causes trouble for Sam and Dean in the episode, because they have to somehow get this stuff inside the walls of the house on every floor without the poltergeist realizing it, Mm because once it realizes it, then it starts coming after them. Do you... um... Have you ever, um, and we'll get to this in season two, because um, we mentioned Crossroads. Uh, have you ever tried to summon a Crossroads demon? No. No? Maybe you should in order to get, you know, get into the school you really want to go to. <laughs> it's already past that time. No, I've it's accepted no, my fate. Uh, no, you're just going to worry about, like, how, you know, you, like, ten years from now, and then you'll have to 
<laughs> be torn apart by a hellhound. I'd rather not be mauled to death. But think about the next ten years of your life and how awesome they'd be. Ah, uh, but still don't want to be mauled to death. I mean, all you gotta do is just kiss Crowley and then it just seal the deal. I mean, so poltergeist. <laughs> The real dangers of poltergeist activity. Many paranormal experts uh, involving uh, experiences. Sorry, many paranormal experiences involving loud and terrifying poltergeists have been recorded throughout history, dating back thousands of years. More recently, we have had a larger awareness of what a poltergeist is and what type of harm it, it is able to wreak upon its humans, victims, and their surroundings. According to uh, Nicole Canfield, she says there are different theories as to what exactly a poltergeist is, including the theory that it's simply a disembodied angry ghost or spirit and the theory is that a demon of some sort uh another theory is that a poltergeist is some sort of pyro psychic kinetic uh by power disturbs a child's mental state so they seem to go after children a lot which yeah. makes sense because of another thing i found actually so most ghosts are connected to like a place that either they died or um just something that meant a lot to them in life they're attached to and that's like many ghosts are attached to a certain place mm -hmm. but the, what's different about a poltergeist is they're connected more to a person yeah uh the, never true example in that than in the movie insidious um mm -hmm. the poltergeist attaches itself to the comatose um young boy in the first movie yes so that's another difference between poltergeists and other types of ghosts with the uh, film Poltergeist, uh, a lot of people believe that those films are cursed. Mm -hmm. Many people died making those movies. The little girl, Heather O'Rourke, died uh, when she was 12 years old. Yes. Um, there was the, another guy that died of stomach cancer, right? The old man from yeah. Poltergeist 2 and 3. Uh, the Native American Indian from Poltergeist 2 and 3 also yes. passed away. In the first film, the mom is in the swimming pool, and there are real human yeah. skeletons in the pool with her. What the That heck? she was not told they did that. That was Steven Spielberg's idea. Terrifying. Um, yes, good job, Steven. You scared the crap out of your actresses. The older sister from the first Poltergeist, she was murdered by her boyfriend. That's mm -hmm. why she's not in two. They, they just say she's off at college. Two firemen were killed in Poltergeist, in Poltergeist 3. They were trying to put out a building fire that was happening on set, and they were unfortunately caught in the fire themselves and killed. Several hundred accidents and injuries have happened on the set of those three films. Uh, I don't think Sam Rockwell has made a movie since the last Poltergeist movie, so mm -hmm. maybe the curses affected him too. Wasn't there like another movie where like this sort of thing happened where like there were lots of accidents and stuff happening on set? It was either The Exorcist or Yeah, The Exorcist had all sorts of weird things that were happening and and and, and you know, very unusual activity and stuff, mm -hmm. but not to the extent that the three original Poltergeist the, yeah. the Poltergeist trilogy has had happen for it. Yes. I mean, especially when you have your main character die at the age of 12. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, I mean, she, that she she was very, very sick, and mm -hmm. she died due to complications of her... Due, due to just, like, different complications. Um, she... Uh, 1987, she was misdiagnosed uh, with Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. So, um, and she died in February 5th, 1988. Moving away from the film itself, because that's that's a whole other subject, there's many examples of getting rid of a, of a poltergeist. There's a Christian exorcism. They recommend never using a Ouija board to try and contact a poltergeist because oh, yeah. um, you're never going to get a straight answer. And even though a Ouija board is a toy made by Hasbro, who also makes G.I. <laughs> Joe and Transformers and yeah. Nerf guns, uh, they recommend not using a Ouija board. Um, Actually, 
so I go to a Christian school and we were taught by our Bible teacher that you should never ever mess around with a Ouija board because it will never be the person you you think you're talking to it's always either a demon or some evil spirit the way they presented it to us it's not possible to come across a good spirit on that board even though it's just a toy yeah (laughs) right if you don't feel connected to the christian background or belief system maybe it would better suit you to be uh try a uh uh, a shaman's way um naturally approach to wandering off the negative evil energy or spirit present in your home um it'd be beneficial easier to you if you can find a local shaman shaman excuse me or medium perform the exorcism for you however if you're unable to, to find a suitable shaman in your area or the shaman cannot visit your house quickly enough you may feel compelled to perform the ritual yourself a ritual used by native american shamans to expel negative energy and spirits is smudging smudging is put simply is when sage or some other healing herb or plant is burned and the smoke is used to cleanse certain areas of home or property i believe missouri uses um the smudging technique in the the episode as well mm-hmm. you can go on youtube by the way and there's a uh, video on how to smudge <laughs> youtube has everything youtube has everything you want to learn how to do your own exorcism you can do your own exorcism on youtube <laughs> i don't recommend it though because you're probably messing with things you cannot possibly even begin to understand how to deal with when in a straight of dr- distress this is coming from going back to the supernatural creatures guide uh, they're strong enough to bench press a piano, and they can also be quite powerful. One has been able to perform several telekinetic attacks in different areas of the house, and it was haunting at the se- at several times. When the concentrated are very pow- and when concentrated are very powerful telekinetic displays of power, able to throw grown men around the, like rag dolls. They are sometimes attracted to places where beings of great evil, such as powerful demons, ha- manifested. Hence, why that they're there in that episode because of the yellow-eyed demon being there mm-hmm. and then they find out that the uh, the flaming spirit is not the the problem the flaming spirit is actually the spirit of mary winchester who helps them yes who who tells them to get the hell away from their son her sons that's how they get they get rid of the poltergeist completely in the end because they can't do it themselves yeah they, they can't do it, it themselves they need a spirit that they can trust and their, their mom's spirit has been trapped there Mm-hmm. So, which is kind of sucks because you got to think that. Uh, so, the last like twenty, some over twenty-five years or so since nineteen eighty-three to when the show starts in two thousand five, which is roughly when the timeline is. Um, Mary Spears been trapped there the whole time and not yeah. been able to go to heaven. That sucks. The uh, and then eventually she goes to heaven and then comes back down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are some of the weaknesses of Poltergeist that you can read in that uh, guide, Cat? Weaknesses are, well, as we discussed earlier, the angelic fruit, van van oil, and crossroad dirt. What is van van oil? Is that, is I would that the really oil like from to a van? Know. Can I go out to a van and just get some oil from it? I would really like to know. All right. They don't really describe that. I mean, angelic root, so I'm assuming it's not the type of root that I stuck in my Chinese uh, soup the other night? Nope. No. I don't think they have angelic root. Okay. <laughs> there is, however, a store up the street here from where we record this this podcast that sells all sorts of stuff like that. We should go see if they have Van Van oil. Yes, definitely. <laughs> the other thing, we, were, by the way, we, we would be missing in that Crossroads um, a deal that we need to make for you is uh, the bones of a black cat. <laughs> no. But I know of a place in Salem that sells them. <laughs> no. 
They get it from a taxidermist. So the cat's already dead. That's so sad. I've got a black cat at my house. Well, they're not going to use that one. No, I know, but it just makes me sad. All right, what what does it say? Uh, Salt and burn. Well, yeah, obviously salt and burn. That's the deal with most ghosts. Salt, which is the deal in most Supernatural episodes. And iron. And iron. The basic stuff, but isn't this when it's like first... Most of this stuff is... I mean, salt's used in everything. Well, well yeah. That you that they will never be able to pass over the salt. And then they strike it with the iron. Now, why is it iron could dispel a spirit? Like a poltergeist. Did we discuss that last time or no? I don't know. Let us find out. Yeah. Iron and folklore. All right, here we go. So, the summary of a whole bunch of explanations about why does iron repel spirits... For hundreds of years, iron is believed to be the substance that repels most, if not all, of supernatural entities of most of the world. A quick search on the internet can reveal some of the reasons behind this. So what does it say? There's so much to read. (laughs) Okay, from everything that I've read before, and just a little uh, summary of uh, some updated facts about iron here on the internet, is that uh, iron is used a lot in making, like, um, horseshoes and help, and it used to be a lot in making houses, which were always energy, you know, sources of good, positive energy. Mm-hmm. So in a spirit, it's usually of negative energy. So that's one of the reasons why that uh, iron would be able to dispel a spirit, just because of the, the different forms of, like, energy used in iron. Mm-hmm. It's the simplest explanation possible. Yeah. And then we talked about salt before, how salt is a pure substance. I have here uh, the top ten list of uh, the most terrifying violent poltergeists. Mm-hmm. Um, we have at the Greyfriese Cemetery. Greyfriese Cemetery in Indenburg is home of the ghost of the terrible reputation. is the location of the tomb of George Mackenzie, a 17th century Scottish lawyer, and he was responsible for 18,000 opponents of King Charles II being put to death. The Black Month of Pontic- Pontefract. An unassuming semi-detached house in Eng- English market town of Pontecraft was the host of the most violent poltergeist haunting in Europe. The ghost was known as the Pontegraft Poltergeist, and it was also the nickname of the Black Month, Black Monk of Pontecraft, due to his belief that it was the spirit of a monk killed during the 16th century. The South Shields Poltergeist, which has a couple of teddy bears with their ears ripped off. Uh, it was here in the summer of 2006 that a young couple and their three-year-old son were terrorized by a nasty spirit. The real names haven't been revealed, but they're typically known as Mark and Marina. The hauntings began in December of 2005 with an otherworldly feng, feng shui typical of poltergeist infestations. The spirit stacked chairs, moved chests of drawers, and slammed doors. But this wasn't any old ghost. It was malicious, and it, was meant, and it meant business, and had access to something the family hadn't counted on, small, cuddly toys. So mm-hmm. it basically infected the toys in order to become to, to drive them out, kind of like the doll Annabelle. Yeah. In uh, the Annabelle movie, in The Conjuring, and for some reason there's an Annabelle sequel coming out. Don't ask me. <laughs> can can you spirits just like stay away from toys, please? Like, can you just leave that one thing alone? The yeah, it's it's a little overdone and cliche. <laughs> the Coventry of dog, uh, the cut the the Coventry dog killer. A family in the English city of Coventry made headlines when they posted the uh, above uh, video online, which you can watch on YouTube. If you can't watch it, it shows a wardrobe door opening and a chair moving across the room by itself. What the video doesn't show is the floor or the inside of the wardrobe. Yes, the whole thing could have been done by tying some string to a chair leg, but who would go to such costly efforts lengths to acquire time in a spotlight? 
Coventry resident Lisa Manning claimed that the phenomenon was genuine, that the poltergeist killed the family otherwise healthy dog by pushing it down the stairs. The Indianapolis Poltergeist. In 1962, three generations of women lived together in 2910 North Delaware Street, Indianapolis. The head of the house was divorced. Uh, she shared the home with her mother, widower, and teenage daughter. Counts of three women didn't get along and would regularly fight. However, what little peace they had was shattered by a string of unusual activity that began the evening of March 11th. The first thing the women noticed was a beer mug moving by itself, hiding behind a plant pot. Later, a large bang came from upstairs, and the women found that a crystal ornament had been thrown several feet from a shelf and smashed into the floor around them. The women called the police, and the following couple of weeks, officers regularly visited the property to try to figure out what was smashing up the place. A paranormal investigator was called in and claimed to have been bruised by glass that was thrown down a hallway by an invisible hand. This was debunked as it was later learned the mother, Lena Gemmick, was doing it behind everyone's back. Oh. Yeah, kind of lame. <laughs> the Great Amherst Mystery. Um, 1878, Esther Cox woke up screaming in her bedroom in Amherst, Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. A 19-year-old who shared her room with her sister, Jenny, when she calmed down, she complained that she would felt a mouse under her mattress. The two girls lived in the house with their elder sister and husband, Daniel Teed. They searched and they couldn't find the mouse. What she ended up seeing, possibly, was hands coming up from under her sheets towards her. Ah, oh, that's a pretty sight. Yeah, um, skipping ahead a bit, a bit, uh, widow ghosts. Nightmare death syndrome is a phenomenon reported among certain men of Thailand who are apparently being killed in their sleep by spirits known as widow ghosts. They are said to be the ghosts of particularly sexual women who met a violent death. Now they're out to kill the men and take their souls as husbands. Hmm. Yikes. Ride Prince Panic over the widow ghost broke out in northeastern Thailand in the 1990s. Since the ghosts were only attacking men, some young, young Thai fellows took to wearing lipstick and nail polish in bed and dresses and dra- dressing in drag to fool the spirits wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what an unbelievable way to disguise a ghost but think about what we do on halloween mm-hmm. we wear, we dress up in costumes to so the spirits would come up on halloween to take us down to the underworld and we mm-hmm. would wear costumes to disguise ourselves so they wouldn't take us away to the underworld mm-hmm which is, you know, total horseshit. <laughs> I haven't met anyone who's been taken to the underworld. Have you? Yeah. Who? Heather. Oh, that's right. Heather. Forgot about her. Yeah, we forgot about her. Oh, well, she'll she'll come back once Bloody Mary's done with her. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to know what Bloody Mary does to her. <laughs> it's probably not as entertaining if she had been abducted by Beetlejuice. Yeah. Or Candyman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Heather comes but back Heather, and she opens yeah. her mouth. She's got a mouthful of bees or whatever. And just like, oh... You know what you did with Candyman? Heather, <laughs> seriously, come back. We need your linguistics. <laughs> Katie's also a linguist. Oh. Yeah, she has to be in her field of work. So. That's helpful. Yes, definitely. Well, that's pretty much it for Poltergeist in this uh-huh. episode. There is so much more that we can cover about Poltergeist, but I highly recommend uh, going out to your local library or local bookstore and looking up stuff about Poltergeist. You can also check out um information um by researching um a guest of the show that i had on who could be coming on the podcast eventually hopefully soon katie montana jordan uh is an occult paranormal investigator and she deals in a lot with this stuff so if you google her or look her up on twitter you can read up information that she's wrote about poltergeist because i guarantee that she has some great coverage about it mm-hmm. uh don't forget to, to join our group page supernatural creatures and lore on facebook and you can also follow us on twitter supernatural creature lore 
And you can also, if you so choose to, support us on Patreon as well. Uh, we will make special videos for you if you make donations. Videos will be of us going and doing silly things. Us being fools. Us being fools. Um, <laughs> appropriate videos for the internet. Yes. As well as uh, a uh, uh, clean emails right over the air. Uh, if you happen to send us an email, we will definitely read it on the air as well. Um, we haven't gotten a new another a new email in a while, so please send us an email at thatradiohorror@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh-huh, and if you want to see videos from either of us, we both have YouTube pages. Correct. Mine is Cat Loves Cats, and Chris's is... Radio of Horror. So you can follow us on there. I posted a Terracon video and uh, some footage from our Bloody Mary recording, so if you want to check that out. And actually, by the time this episode is posted, I will have put my Anime Boston vlog yes. up as well. This so. episode will air by the first week of May, so you'll be almost graduated. I know. You'll be 18. Oh, my. Yes. Hello, future Katrina. Oh, my God. Hello. <laughs> Are you talking to your past self? Are we talking to ourselves in the future? We're in the future recording this, actually. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. All sorts of silliness here on Supernatural Creatures and Lore. <laughs> We also like to thank Jessel Lanter for providing us with our theme song as well. Mm -hmm. And the music, by the way, played earlier in the episode is uh, Ghost Apocalypse from uh, Kevin McLeod. Uh -huh. So he is the author of Ghost Apocalypse, yeah. which I have actually used this song before in uh, DreadCentral.com videos, who I make videos for comparing comic books to film adaptations. So, uh, again, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, you'll come back in a couple weeks when we do the next episode of the show, which will be Asylum. Actually, yeah, that's we'll be covering more ghosts in that episode, Vengeful Spirits. Well, we'll be covering Asylum ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Asylum ghosts. So a different type of uh, yeah. spirits that are connected to insane asylums. So we were talking mm -hmm. about insane asylums, crazy houses. Fun. Uh, yeah, we, we may go visit one too. <laughs> Maybe we'll find Heather there. We'll find Heather there. She'll be like she'll be like chained up and writing on the walls or whatever. Like ah. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe not. All right. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. In the shadows, you can hear the sounds. The rumble of a hundred hellhounds. Cries of the banshee, terror of the windigo. You all they can't see if they just know where to go. It's the creature. Whoa. It's the creature. Whoa. It's the creatures from the supernatural goo.